Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. All right, Alex, last time we spoke, December 28th, hadn't even been 2024 yet. You were, what, a newly minted center on this team. Uh, and now uh, now here you guys are four, four games later, uh, winning all four. And uh, it's been a good couple weeks for you guys. Definitely going undefeated since we last talked. I like that. Yeah. So looking at, at what you guys have done over these past four games, I, I think one thing that's become a big trend we've seen in college basketball has been teams really having some difficulty on the road. Since we last spoke, you guys have gone on the road to Butler, to Xavier, and been able to win both of those games. For those of us who just watch, how tough is it going into these road games and having to play these tough conference teams in their buildings? It's extremely tough. I mean, for us in particular, every game's sold out. So, you know, you're going to – and the next the other team's going to give their best shot. So, um, you know, going on the road in general is already hard enough in college basketball, but for it to be a conference play too, it makes it extremely tough. So, um, you know, you really do have to play a great game. And, you know, we've done that for some some parts of the game and other parts we haven't. So we just got to find the right balance in the future. But, you know, with our last two road games, I'm super, super proud of what we've done. And, um, yeah, it's super tough. I mean, not a lot of teams can go and win on the road, especially in the Big East. Yeah, no, and especially I feel like two of the places you've gone are, are two of the trickier places in the Big East. I know Hinkle always has that magic to it. And, and going to Xavier, I feel like ever since, uh, you know, UConn's been back in the Big East, going to Xavier has never been an easy place to play. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Hinkle itself is a historic venue and just – you know, they love basketball in the state of Indiana. So, I mean, that was sold out. That was an amazing atmosphere. And then the Cintas Center, I mean, it's super underrated, super, you know, people don't talk about it enough as a great home venue. And, um, I mean, they showed out, they they cheered on their fans. And um, to get a win there and to get a win there and a Hinkle, I mean, not a lot of teams could do that. So I think it's really special about what this group did so far. So when we last spoke back at the uh... – end of December, you guys had played one game without Donovan, um, you know, in half at, at Seton Hall. As you guys have, you know, gone these past couple of weeks and have had to adjust to, to playing without him, what do you think's been, uh, you know, the biggest difference for this team in having to play without Donovan, mix match, you know, mixing and matching guys, you know, at that position and just kind of changing your game plan uh, in particular? Yeah, I think you definitely see the wide variety of lineups that we're running with you know, whether I had to play the five, you saw Stewie had to play the five a little bit against Xavier. And then, you know, Samson obviously has having to step up. But I think, you know, defensively, we're a lot different. We don't have, you know, Donovan, he blocks every shot. And, um, you know, if I'm at the five or Stewie's at the five, we don't really have the same rim presence that he does. And I think, you know, it's always nice to have Donovan in the post where you could just, you know, nothing's really going well in that possession offensively. You could just throw it down to him and he can make a play. So, um, you know, he's definitely, I mean, coach says all the time, he's one of the most impactful players in the country. And, um, you know, losing him for this stretch has been tough. But at the same time, we've stepped up. Next man mentality, we got to step up. You know, we got to continue to play UConn basketball. I mean, you, you bring up a good point there. And, you know, what, what Coach Charlie has mentioned about the impact that, that Donovan has in being one of the more impactful players in college basketball. You look at a lot of these teams, and if they were to lose a player of, of Donovan's caliber, Seasons can go kind of off the rails a little bit. I mean, the, the fact that you guys have gone 
you know, undefeated in this stretch since, you know, the injury happened in that Seton Hall game in the second half. What do you think that says about this team that they've been able to persevere and, and adjust and you know, really perform at a high level still? It says a lot about us. I think it's impressive just because, you know, Donovan, you know, the impact that he makes. But I think just for us to really power through and um, adjust on the fly and adjust really what we want to do in such a short amount of time, I think, of course, that's credit to the coach and staff. And so, like, they come up with great game plans, great everything. But, you know, it's just – it's tough to do. And I think just really a credit to, you know, some, the guys stepping up. You know, you see Steph stepping up, Tristan, Cam, they're stepping up their production, Samson, Hassan especially. And, um, you know, just seeing them step up and really trying to fill in a void that Donovan brings and just playing at a higher production. So, um, I mean, the guys have really stepped up. And then the coaches are doing a tremendous job of putting us – in great situations when Donovan's been out. So, you know, it's definitely a lot, but I think we've been doing a great job of it so far. For those of us who haven't played basketball at the the level that you guys are playing at, how big of a change is it and adjustment is it to have to kind of change up this game plan that you guys go into the season with, with Donovan? And now it's, you know, Samson or it's you at the five and just kind of having to throw the original game plan kind of out the window right there. It's hard just because you envision everything with your full strength of team. So getting someone, especially like Donovan, out the lineup, it really just messes everything up what you want to do offensively and defensively. So really just having the coaches having to adjust on the fly and really telling us, you know, what they want to see happen next. You I mean, we got to learn and adapt, but I think we're more than fine of doing that. How beneficial do you think? this experience has been for this team in terms of, you know, kind of having to play a completely different style at times, you know, whether it's going a little bit smaller um, in, in the impact that that can have on this team throughout the rest of the season. And maybe you want to throw some new looks at teams and things like that. Yeah, definitely. I think we could definitely in the future start to throw new looks with the small ball lineup because I think that's been working, but I think uh, more importantly, just the confidence of, you know, some of the players, the players, people are playing more, minutes with Donovan now so their confidence is getting higher and um when he comes back in I I would expect the confidence to stay the same at a super high so you know you know what you're capable of you've we've made great impact you've made a great impact so far for this team and I think that confidence should stay high with him coming back so um and guys are getting more experience the freshmen are getting a lot more experience a lot more you know a realization of how how hard Biggie's basketball is so um they see it now, so you know they know what's to be expected. For you personally, what has it been like growing from that first game when they, you know, threw you in there at the five to to where you know your game has kind of developed over these past few weeks here uh, to being you know pretty effective guy in that small ball lineup. Yeah, I think really the physicality is the main thing <laughs> that when you play the five that you know i don't really give credit enough to adama last year or donovan just how you know it's really hard and um you know having a battle down there with all the different types of front court players i mean it's tough but um you know you just got to be physical you got to be which we still got to do a way better job of and then um yeah small ball lineup i like it just from the spacing standpoint i mean so many different actions so many different stuff that we could run out of it and i think it's super unique as teams don't really see or play against much small ball lineups. Yeah. What, what do you think is the key for you to be effective against some of these guys that you're giving up a few inches to, you know, when it, when it comes to playing that five? I think offensively, just being able to space the floor, use my shot 
as an advantage or if they decide to put the five on Steph for him to use his playmaking and his guard skills against the big guys. They're not used to guarding guards, especially someone his caliber. Yeah. And then defensively, I think just trying to use, you know, my quickness against them, you know, a lot smaller, just try to use the quickness against the five and then physicality, just making sure I got to learn to make sure that my guy doesn't get the rebound and just block him out, just get him out the plate to where the other four guys could come in and get the ball. So, um, you know, definitely still learning about that. Just need to improve that side, defensive rebounding. But other than that, you know, just treat it like any other of those four men that I've played that play similar to a five. So we'll go from, you know, playing the, the five and some of that to let's go to your shot a little bit because it's been on fire the past, since we last spoke. So I, I, I'll i give you the credit for that. Um, I, I won't take any credit there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we look at the four games, three of four from three against Paul, four of six against Butler, three of six against Xavier, six of eight today against Georgetown. Um, what's it like being on a, on a streak like that, you know, when, when you're really got the hot hand there? It's amazing. I love it so much. I mean, really, the hard work is paying off. The shots, the extra shots, all of that's paying off. So that's super nice to see. And um, credit um, Mamadou Diara. He started these uh, workouts, and we have, like, two-a-days, and we do, like, a workout in the morning with him. So he's been helping me a lot with the shot. And then, um, yeah, I'd say just having the extra works really helped me out this Entire, during the school break, just getting the extra work and getting the extra shots in that coach emphasizes a lot. I think that's really the reason why. So I, I've got to ask, because every time I put out on social for questions for these episodes, I, I get it every single time. And I guess I don't hammer it enough. But when you when you looked at where you were earlier in the season, when you're dealing with the finger, has that made a difference from that part of the season to where you are now in terms of your shot and, you know, shooting it at a higher percentage right now? we're looking at it now back then it's had to i think i think definitely the finger feels way better than it did before so i'd say i'd say so yeah i'd say the fingers helped out too all right all right um but you know i mean it, it's great to to see that shot going i i've got to ask were you able to see the clip from the mic'd up sean miller during the xavier game that was making the rounds because he's telling yeah. every, everyone that you're going to go off for 50 there um <laughs> what's it like seeing it seeing that afterwards and seeing that like you're the guy that they're keying in on in that huddle during that time out there yeah i think it's pretty cool i started laughing after i heard that so i thought it was pretty funny and um yeah i definitely say it's super cool doesn't hurt so i i've got to ask because again outside of uh the finger this is the other thing that that comes up uh a ton and we've got to ask you still see a little bit of the uh stitches up there so we, we just need to know where you were hiding that razor that you cut yourself with uh during that game yeah i hit it inside my undershirt and the jersey i pulled that out real quick did myself <laughs> a razor on that play and then um did a little acting job with the head so um yeah that was no contact <laughs> So I, I'm just curious from from your perspective that that happens in the game. What's it like? Is it just like immediately back to the locker room to get that thing stitched up, like in the moment, or is it just bandaged up? What's going on at that point in time? That was the most frustrating ten minutes of my life because James, he's our athletic trainer, he's telling me to sit down, sit down, and like I don't realize how bad the cut is. So like I'm just telling James to like, just clean it up, like with any other blood, just put me yeah. back in. He's not letting me stand up. He's making me sit down. He's talking about stitches. He's talking about 
I was being an asshole to him, just talking about all this nonsense. And then um, he tells me I have to go back in the locker room. I'm pissed at him. I'm yelling at him. Get me back in the game. I'm laying on the table, him cleaning it up. Xavier doctors around me checking it out. I'm like, what is this? And then, um, yeah, I run back out there with big bandage on my head. And then, um, but <laughs> yeah, that, I got carried away. That was frustrating. But, um, you know, James knows what he's doing. It's feeling okay now. Yeah, the stitch just happened after the game, and um, yeah, credit the Xavier training staff. They helped me out. They did a great job with the stitches. So um, yeah, it feels good. Good, good. Because uh, that, that was one that uh that came in. I'm going to take a quick break from the interview to tell you about my friends at Martin Rosol's Meats. This fourth generation Connecticut family business produces kielbasa, hot dogs, sausages, and deli meats using Martin Rosol's very own original recipes. Their products can be found in grocery stores, delis, restaurants, and hot dog stands throughout the state. And if you're looking for your fill right away, check out their retail store in New Britain. For more information, visit martinrosalsinc.com and go support a UConn fan-owned business. And now, back to the interview. All right, so we did a little contest. I don't know if contest is the right word, but over the past uh, few days, we uh, brought on Mary to do her great Alex nickname spreadsheet that she had put together that you guys had all submitted nicknames to our great press secretary. She compiled the results and we're going to throw them to Alex to get his thoughts. So uh, Madam Press Secretary, go ahead. Thank you, Jared. Um, So on November 14th, UConn Twitter administration opened up submissions for officially sanctioned caravan nicknames. The response was tremendous, um, if not a little concerning. A truly unhealthy amount of time has been spent on this, and we are up to uh, 88 nicknames for <laughs> Alex Caravan at this point. Over the last week, we've narrowed it down via a vote to the top five, and now, Alex, we're going to put it to you to pick your favorite. So are you looking forward to this or just extremely uncomfortable with the whole thing at this point? I'm a little scared for which ones are in the top five, but I'm excited. <laughs> it's actually pretty tame. So um, keeping in mind that I am not a real public official, um, do you agree to be sworn in before you give your answer? Yes. Okay. Um, do you, Alex Caravan, solemnly swear that the evidence you shall give regarding this issue of your favorite nickname given to you by UConn Twitter shall be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth you can say? No, it's fine. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, wonderful. All right, without further ado, here are the top five UConn Twitter nicknames and their use cases in no particular order. Number one, Kara Bang, when Alex hits a three. Number two, Kara Bunga, when Alex is feeling totally rad, dude. Um, number three, Kara Badger, when Alex plays like an animal that doesn't give a shit. Number four, Kara Bandit, when Alex steals the ball. And finally, number five, the caravan saw when Alex easily cuts through the defense. All right, Alex, what do you think? Oof. One of them stuck out to me because I liked like the meaning behind it. Cara Badger really stuck out to me because I like the meaning behind it. But I love Carabang. I just love it. <laughs> I love the meaning behind it. So I'm gonna go Carabang, but Cara Badger, very, very. If it's 1A, 1B, it'd be that, but you can't be. So I'd say very close second. Final answer, Carabang? Yeah, we'll go Carabang. 
Right. We don't actually have one person to congratulate on this because this is all of UConn Twitter that's been submitting this since Alex uh, started playing for the team. So congratulations to all of us. Uh, we are all the smartest and most wonderful. So um, Alex, any final words on your 88 nicknames <laughs> that we've given you? Thank you guys very much. I'll be very surprised if I see it go above 88, but I think 88 is good. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, just 12 were submitted last week after Xavier when you got a Caraboo, Cara Bandage, Cara Bandage, Cara Bandage, uh, Cara Brasian. There were a lot. So don't count us out. That's amazing. That's amazing, guys. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go to some other ones we got come through that came through social today. So today uh, against Georgetown ma- matched a career high. Favorite way to celebrate a big win or a career high? <laughs> I go out and eat with my family. There you so go. Did that today. Had some food with the family. And then now, like at oh, the Pliable Spa, it's kind of open right near campus. So yeah. I'm gonna go there tonight. All right. There you go. I thought you were going to say doing this podcast, but. Uh... And the podcast. Come on now. We This is the first time we've done it after a game. I got it. We'll we have. So, so th- this one actually <laughs> kind of goes into that too. Because we haven't done one of these on a game day, I'm curious, what's the rest of the day like? after the game so like game wraps up i think it's like 215 220 the game ends today what's it been like the past few hours leading up to it leading up to the game i'm I'm sorry i'm sorry leading up to this but you know after the game after the game i'm getting food so whether that's with my family or what um our staff provides us so then really it's just shower i'll rewatch the game just to see what happened and then um I'm watching sports. I'm watching, you know, college basketball that's on. Right now it'll be the NFL playoffs. So really, I'm just laying in bed, honestly, just watching sports. And then I'll FaceTime some friends too. But really, it's super chill. Yeah, Yeah, I got to chill after the game. Um, This one uh, came in, uh, I think uh, UConn fans, one of their favorite opposing coaches, uh, Ed Cooley's said that uh, he had a nice little pregame conversation with you. Uh, he, he had recruited you to Providence. What was it like? Were you, were you close to going to Providence? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I wasn't. But, um, I mean, um, talking to him, I think it was cool. I mean, he was watching our warm-ups. I just seen him, said hi. I mean, he recruited me to Providence. So, um, I mean, he's a great coach, great person. So, I mean, there's we built a great relationship in the recruiting process to just – didn't pan out for my side and the side, but Providence, I mean, you know, as much as UConn fans hate them, I mean, they're passionate. I mean, they're one, I think they're one of the underrated fan bases to where they're super supportive for their team and they won't, they won't back down for anything as much, you know, as, as, as much as it hurts for me to say it. So, um, I mean, their games are always sold out. So it's obviously a great place, but I mean, UConn is the spot for me. When you look at guys who have stepped up over over the past couple of weeks, it seems like uh, Hassan has really taken on kind of a, a bigger role on this team and has really stepped things up. Uh, I mean, I didn't know he had the shot that he's had the past few weeks. Uh, I don't know if it's those two-day drills you were talking about there, <laughs> uh, but what's it what's it been like getting to see his development and growth out there? It's amazing. I think you just see a whole different mindset flip from him last year to this year into where he knows what he has to do for this team to win. And he's done it perfectly. Just being that energy, that being that spark off the bench. I mean, that defensive pest, everything really. I mean, he does that at such a high level. Then the shot, to be honest, it's not really a surprise for me. I mean, in practice, he's making them. 
during the workouts or shooting drills, he's killing it. He's always getting the wins in the shooting drills. So, I mean, it's not a surprise at all. And then it always helps he's wearing the headband. I mean, headband highs, that's something else too. So, um, I mean, I'm super happy for him. I mean, he's just been, he's been like probably the most important player on the team just as a glue guy, just really gelling everything together. Headband Haas, we're gonna we're gonna have UConn Twitter between the nicknames for you. We got that one, yeah. uh, so yeah, it's gonna be a good day. A nickname list for him now. <laughs> um, one guy, another guy who, who's really started to play some bigger minutes has been Jalen Stewart. I know you mentioned him a little bit earlier. As you've seen him develop, what's been the biggest thing that, that you've seen him as he's made that jump into getting some more regular minutes uh, and really being productive out there on the court? Just the confidence, just how this, just him having the confidence that that he knows that he belongs in this program that we need him to win. And I think you see it every day in practice how much better he's getting, how much he's pushing himself every day to know the stuff, learning, adjusting to the physicality. And um, I mean, today against Georgetown, he made some huge rebounds for us. He had a nice little dunk today, flex, you know, did his celebration, and then um, no, I'm super proud of him. I think just coming from across the country and just, you know, how hard of an adjustment it is for him. And then um, really just taking it day by day, getting better and better. I mean, the work's paying off and he's just, he's going to be a star in the future. I mean, he's super talented. I mean, he's good. He's a huge piece of the team for this year is we need him this year, but then in the future years too, he's going to be amazing. Another thing about uh, today's game. So saw Ray Allen was there. You get a chance to interact with, with Ray at all. I talked to him after. It's always nice to see him. He always talks to the team when he checks into the building. So it's always nice to see great one of the greatest shooters of all time. Yeah. And um, so so looking ahead a little bit, got, uh, got two more games here before you guys get a little bit of uh, the bye week there. Creighton and, and Villanova, no no easy outs in the Big East, but you, you got these two with, with Creighton at home and then Villanova at the road. Um, some mindset kind of heading into those two games here. Ooh, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be real tough. I think the biggies just doesn't stop. I mean, game after game, you gotta prepare. I mean, Creighton, I mean, made it to the Elite Eight last year, returned three guys that were part of that run is such a huge core for them. I mean, they're super tough. And then Villanova, super experienced, a lot of old dudes, just super experienced. They know what they're doing. So, I mean, we got just like every other Big East game, we got to be ready for all the games and just super energized, super ready to go. I mean, it's tough. If you want to win the Big East tournament, regular season championship, you got to win these tough games. So, but I know at the same time, we're excited for the challenge. Are, are you, you ready for some possible matchups at the five against Ryan Cockburner? Because I, I think that's a different kind of five than what you've seen the past few weeks here. Definitely. Definitely. I'll be, I'll be ready for it. I'll be ready. When you look at what, where this team is at this point in the season, five and one in the Big East, putting yourself in that position to, to win the league in the regular season, how, how big would that be for you guys to win and be able to take home a Big East regular season title? Super important. The coaches tell us every day that it's one of the most impressive things you can do in your college career, just from you know, winning the regular season championship is really like winning a three-month championship. You go in every game, you're competing against the same teams, and you got to give your best game every game to win the championship because you're competing against 10 other teams to win that too. So, um, you know, it's definitely a grind, just a three-month grind championship. And I think winning that is super unique, and it's definitely up there with some of the best trophies that you can win. 
as you're looking at this stretch uh, of Creighton Villanova and then heading, you know, the rest of the Big East, if you're looking at kind of an area or two for this team to key in on to, to kind of tighten up or strengthen heading down this stretch part here, what, what are you looking for from this team? I think rebounding and defense. I think definitely with Donovan now, and we're playing a lot smaller. I think teams are really trying to attack the glass more. So I think defensive rebounding, grabbing the ball, 50-50 balls, just all of that, just finishing the possession defensively because our first shot defense has been good. It's just finishing the possession. So um, I think definitely, I think just mainly on the defense, man, we got to tighten it up. Offensively, it's been amazing so far. I'll wrap with with this one, and I, I don't want to get too carried away with this. Um, but there's there's a chance you guys tomorrow are, are ranked the number one team in the country. Does that does that mean something to you? No, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it'll be. I mean, me personally, I think it'll be cool just to see the number one. But really, no, I don't really care about that at all. I think nice little reward i guess for all the hard work that we've put in but at the same time uh, the target on your back gets bigger teams want to beat you even more now which you know we're obviously fine with as we play here but you know it's just it's just a number to be honest yeah yeah well alex i uh i appreciate it. it's always fun to do this one uh, after a game a uh, good way to to celebrate and uh we'll have to do this going forward again uh following some games in, enjoy these next couple and then enjoy some time off. We'll, we'll try to get something done in that time off. So uh, we can fill in everyone on what that, that bye week is like and, and break down those Creighton and Villanova games. So thanks so much for hopping on. Yes. Thank you. And all the fans keep showing up to the games and make noise at the games. Let's get every home game electric. I know we got $2 beer night, so that's going to be electric, but every game we got to have the electric. Let's go. There we go. I like it. You heard it from Alex himself. Bring the noise. So Alex, yes. thanks again. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.